Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Good morning or Good afternoon morning. or evening. Thank you for joining us on our 41st. Actually, I don't know which one this will be. <laughs> Vic's giving me signs. We're doing signs over here. She's like coaching me through this. I don't know what episode this is, but we're in the 40s. In the 40s. Like and we are, in we are actually in the 40s. In our lives, yeah. Well, um, we had a great night last night, didn't we, babe? We... Um, um, went to happy hour. I'm going to say this. For our friends who live in the Seattle area, best happy hour, in my opinion, currently right now, is Duke's Chowder House, Bellevue. Best seafood, man, and you get it for cheap. Salmon, they call these things, they Real wrap shrimp. these scallops in bacon and these prawns in bacon, and they put this like maple drizzle. What? Yes. Oh, man. And they do these salmon sliders with a pesto sauce on top. I mean, it is yeah. the best. Yeah, it's a great happy hour. So uh, it's from 9 to 11 in Seattle. It's in Belgium. The other happy hour Duke's I love is, um, what is the one that's on the, the high rise? Oh, thank you, Duke's Chowder House, for sponsoring of the, this podcast. Of the Hyatt Hotel. Um, the, the W? The, Daniels. Daniels. Oh, Daniels that, Broiler. They have like a little swanky lounge in the yeah, very back. I don't back. eat dinner at Daniels Broiler because I'd have to drop $5,000, but they're happy hour. They have great sliders and burgers. Yeah, their and happy hour is legit. Okay, good. let's yeah, let's run that. So for our Seattle friends, what are some of our favorite? Let's go. Okay, we said Daniel's Boiler for Happy Hour. We said Duke's Chowder House, which is new for us. Best place to get apps and coffee or drinks. I got it. The bar at Maggiano's. Wait, did you just say apps? Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, it was what the kids are saying these days. It's short for appetizer. Okay. <laughs> apps. Um, apps and uh, cough. That's, that's short for coffee. <laughs> what? Little cough, little okay. apps. The booth. In the bar at Maggiano's oh, Bellevue. Mafia style. It's like you're in like, the mafia. You're like the family there. You they know what I mean? They deserve it for us, yeah. They you walk us. in. No, truth. You walk in and they're like, oh, they kind of give you the nod. They're like, done busy. There is one waitress that has a serious crush on you. She is into you. I hope she's not listening to this. You know, she is. Like every she time. She I don't heard, think she, she is. You light up her role when you walk in. Her eyes just get <laughs> huge. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. You know, did you ever know that you're my hero? Why? I just felt like she would sing that to me. Hapanessa. Is that how you say it? Sushi. Oh, Hapanessa. It is spelled phenomenal. Japonessa. Sushi. My um, friends. If you're a sushi lover. That's a great sushi spot. That's also in Bellevue. Okay. Best coffee in Seattle. This is good. Best coffee. Mm. We probably got to say Five Stones. Uh, honestly. A honorary mention to Five Stones because there are friends who own it. So Mercury's. You know, that little drive through stand in Kirkland will change your life. Coffee it is. Nah, not yeah, a fan. I am a fan. Huge fan. Mercury's. Did we been, ask you? Oh, oh right. Vic the sound chick. Then if you're so opinionated. What is your favorite? Where would you drink? Starbucks. <laughs> no, I, I really love Urban. They do Stumptown. Mm. Urban Coffee Lounge. Yeah, that's actually good. It's still too weak. Their coffee's Jen, watered down. you damp. loved the one downtown at Pike's Place. Oh, Storyville. Storyville. Oh, I have friends. Whoa, did you just turn into Valley Girl? I have friends. Oh my God, I have who, friends. Whose family owns Storyville. Their friends own it. I love that coffee. <laughs> yeah, I like Storyville. The vibe, everything. Yeah. They, they, they've done it All right. right. I'm going to go out there. Honorable mention to? The Roastery. McDonald's. Oh, okay. No. We're done. No. All of you, can, right all you bougie nope. bourgeoisies, nope. McDonald's coffee really? is not consistent, but when it is, it's decent. Because you no. put a dozen cents. creamers in your coffee. No. You four. literally drop 500 sugars and you stir that baby. Two Splendas, four no, no, creams. No. I'm so bad at you right now. McDonald's, man. No. It's smooth. It's a mild coffee, which I'm a fan of. All right. This is fun. <laughs> the roastery. Starbucks Roastery downtown. Oh, you that know, that's, is, a, that's a great place to hit up for like dessert and, and drinks And I don't know what coffee. your alcohol um, things are for people listening, but if you like, they make really good mixed 
coffee drinks. It's good. Yeah, they have an espresso martini, which I've never had, but Vic the Soundcheck had. She loved it. They made a um, kind of like a Manhattan with coffee, infused, infused coffee. They pour it over coffee grinds and then it sifts through. I don't know what that is, man, but... That's something amazing. Okay, so... All right, so we ran down some things that people no, can... We're not too many food. What are some good happy, like, happy, <laughs> happy John spots? House. Yes, they have a John really House. great... They have, like, a great burger. Yeah. Hey, man, so date night just got real for all of you. Best place to see a movie. I'm going to go with the Cinemark Reserve in Bellevue. You can sit down, eat, order food... Agree. Recliner chairs... Um, a cheaper version of that would be Woodenville. Actually, that's one of my Theaters favorite spots. The, the Cinema 12 or something like yep, that. Yeah, it's a great Recliner spot. chairs. You can't, you can bring food in, but you can't order food. We do, man. But it's cheap. We bring in serious charcuterie boards, all right. wine. Uh, for all of our friends who are listening from other places, we lived in Atlanta for 10 years or more. We could probably run down some of our favorite places back in Atlanta. You're shaking your head. Okay, Dunkin' Donuts. If you live in Atlanta, please get your coffee at Dunkin' Donuts, okay? They are a sponsor of the podcast. Um, babe, what was one of our favorite restaurants when we lived in Atlanta? I don't know if it's still there, but it was downtown Atlanta, Houston's. Oh. It's a steakhouse. And you could get like salmon. Please they, go. Houston's was there's legit. string I hope like still there. French fries. That was okay, if you live in Santa Monica, the Houston's equivalent is called Hilltop. That's amazing. Hillstone. Hillstone. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. It is so That's a great good. Spot. Right there in Santa Monica. What's the little Boulevard. bar place also in Beverly Hills near the uh, Saban? There's the a, Honor Bar. Ooh, that's such a great spot. I don't think it's in Beverly Hills. I think it's in West Hollywood, but whatever. Yeah, Honor Bar. Yeah, we're nailing some good mm-hmm. ones. Um, breakfast. What's our, Oh, we didn't do that. What's our favorite breakfast place? You have place a whole list of favorite I have an ongoing list. I call it breakfast joints. I have, I don't know, 60. It. Yeah. we. I have 60 breakfast places. Right now, currently, our favorite place to get breakfast in Seattle, if you live in Seattle, the Edgewater Hotel, their breakfast, best view. You'd think it'd be expensive. Not that expensive, in fact. Um, you're right on the water. The when I mean right good. on the water. The food is good. The food is great. The view is unbelievable. So that's why we love okay, it. Food is great. View is unbelievable. Yes. So... Mm-hmm. Vic, have you been to the Edgewater? Yes. Oh, man. You guys. Okay, and then my favorite diner currently is in Santa Monica. What is the name of the diner? I can't even think of it. It's kind of has a 50 vibe. Oh, God. Vibe. Mel's Diner. It's Mel's also diner. Mel's Diner, West Hollywood and in Santa Monica. Mel's Diner. Classic. Yes. Iconic. Cat Hill. Oh yeah, okay. Um, and I that's, love so that's that. Santa Monica, and okay, in Seattle, Skillet. Skillet, that's a great. They skillet. just opened one in Capitol up Hill, in, yeah. Uh, Tacoma Airport. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Total diner. It's Anyways, God, I could do this all day. What are we talking about today, babe? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I was. We were having a conversation uh, this earlier this week, and it kind of got me going on how most people in life kind of feel misunderstood. Mm. In fact, um, studies have been you know, released or books have been written, no doubt, on how almost everyone in life, ourselves included, and anyone listening to this I podcast- I felt misunderstood this week by you. Totally. Yeah. And I felt misunderstood by you. True story. My whole marriage. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm okay. Jo- I'm joking. Am I? Um, <laughs> you know, misunderstood. People just feel, and I was reading this story, it reminded me of this. This it was a notorious, like, killer he was on the run the SWAT team they were in a shoot off and he's literally he was injured he had just killed like 10 people I can't remember his name if I said his name most people it would been back like in the 30s or 40s 1930s or 40s and um he was pinning his his a letter you as know, he's dying blood's on the letter he's dying 
And here's his like last words that he wanted society to hear. And it started out as like, no one understands me. Deep down, I'm a good person. Which I thought like, that's so real. Even the worst people deep down feel that they're good. As he's shooting people to his Yeah, death. yeah. A, clearly a bad man. But no one wants to admit they're wrong. No one wants to admit they're bad. None of us do. Like, and what happens is even if people, friends, relationships pointed out to us, like, hey, this you're you know, you're missing here. You're doing something weird here. You're acting like a buffoon here. You're actually this is bad. We we just feel you just don't understand. You misunderstood me. You don't understand my motives. You don't understand. And this is the human condition. I think it's important for us as humans, as people, if you want to be, if you want to live your life with other people, like if you want to be welcomed into the room, and I'm not talking about popularity. I don't even care about popularity. If you're addicted to what people think about you, then you will not be successful in life. Good luck with that, by the way. High school ended years ago. And if you're in high school, can I just say this to you? It's not going to be that way. Like popularity, like the in crowd, there's no such thing in the real world. Once high school's over, that ends. The only place I think it kind of hangs on is one city, Beverly Hills. And Jay Little once referred to it as high school with money. And he's probably right. Like I walk into Beverly Hills, I'm like, oh my God, everyone here is trying to pretend like there's somebody. And then there are people who we might say, that's a somebody because I see you on TV or I listen to you on my earphones. Um, But high school's not real for the rest of the world. I'm not talking about popularity, but do you want people to like, I definitely want like to be like, oh, invite Billy, man. That guy's great to have around. Like, don't you want that? I think anyone in the world is like, I want to be invited. I want people to like me. And the people that are like, I don't care if anyone likes me. I don't care if they want me. I don't care if I get invited to the party. First of all, I'd say that's one of two things. Self-preservation. You actually do care, but you don't want to get hurt. So you're like, I don't care. I don't want to go anyways, which I can totally relate with that. So just be honest with yourself. Or something's broke. You got broke somewhere. Something's broken inside of you. And the fact that you literally don't care what anyone thinks about you and you don't care if you're invited, you don't care if people like you, you don't care if people want you around, something got broken. Those are real things. But for the rest of us, we're like, hey, I I genuinely like want to be liked. Like I want people to want me in the room. I think one of the keys to influencing people, being welcomed into a room and gaining friends, real relationships, is learning or at least attempting to understand people. Wow, so good. It's I mean, so real. I feel like it's really great. There's this ancient proverb in the Bible, babe. Um, I, I like kn- when you call me babe. <laughs> uh, babe, <laughs> babe, if you could just if you could just um, listen to what I'm saying about your babe. Um, this ancient proverb in the Bible, and it says, "In all your in all your gaining and all your getting, get understanding." Mm. Get understanding. Uh, philosophers have written that the deepest drive in human nature is a desire to be important and appreciated. So we know this. I'm telling you right now, if you're listening, what philosophers have learned over the years and the decades and the centuries, one of the deepest desires in humans, the people that you interact with, the people I interact with, is to be appreciated and to be Understood. felt important. Mm. If you can understand that, and help them feel appreciated and important, you're winning in life. So how do we do that? Drop the mic, man. Yes. Oh, man. Do you want to win in life? Do you want people to want you around? Then understand that they need to be appreciated and they need to feel important. And so we have to, if we can understand that, wrap our mind around that, all of a sudden, and so people are like, oh, so you mean just like make them feel awesome? I'm not talking about flattery. 
Right. You're but, amazing. Thank you. You're so beautiful. I once heard someone say flattery, the definition of flattery is telling people what they already think of themselves. So it's like, someone's like, man, I'm so strong. You are so strong. <laughs> man, people really like me. They do like you. You're <laughs> like, that's so It's fake. so patronizing. I'm talking about finding the thing in someone that you can genuinely be like, you're great at that. Like, understand they need to be valued. Okay, I once had a, um, a guy that, and this was years ago, and so people listening, you'll not be able to know who it was. Years ago, I was a pastor in one of our one of our locations, and we had a guest speaker. And that guest speaker, no one would know him; wouldn't have been of much renown at all. Um, he, he, he wouldn't have been like so. People start thinking like, "What guest speakers go to your church?" It, it wouldn't have been any of those guys, clearly, because they're great speakers. This was the worst public talk I personally have ever heard in my entire life. I've never heard a public talk that was so unconnected. Did not. It didn't make any sense. There was no meaning to it. The principles he was like dropping weren't principles, in fact. Like what he was like kind of like putting out as laws, leadership laws were leadership flaws. He was misinterpreting scripture. I mean, it was just awful. It was borderline heretical, but it wasn't. So it wasn't like I'm gonna have to be like, yo, bro, you actually, I'd have to get up and correct like his theology in front of the church. But it was just the most terrible. Like you would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't. It's just the most terrible, honestly. And I can say because it's anonymous. Like it was the worst talk I have ever. I remember sitting on the front row for the 45 minutes that this guy just just droned on, thinking like, oh my God, like we've lost today. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to have to, this guy's no doubt afterwards, I'm like, you know, what'd you think? How was that? Was that good? And I'm going to have to answer him. And I can't lie. And I can't be fake. And I'm not going to be like, bro, that was so good. Now, I've been around this. You've been around where people are like, <laughs> some, and people just, because we don't want to, um, we don't want to hurt people's feelings, you know, we will lie. Dude, that was awesome. You're such a good talker. Like, You're that so would be clear. But I also don't feel like you should criticize people. Mm. I think, you know, you, you asked real quick, like, so how do we understand people? Well, first of all, let's start with not criticizing. Criticizing will never work. If people are wanting to feel important, if they're wanting to be appreciated, the last thing in the world you can do is criticize them. Now, there's a big difference between confronting, honest friend, and criticizing. You know what I'm saying? Our, our knee-jerk reaction is to criticize. So I'm just thinking like, okay, I don't have it close with this guy. I'm not about to criticize what was the worst public talk I've ever heard. So um, I remembered in the moment, like he had told this, some, some random story that didn't connect with anything about food. And he was going on and on. And I do remember in the moment, I'm like, that was making me kind of hungry. So, <laughs> no truth of a lie. I don't think that's how you say that, but I keep saying no it. No, no word of a lie. No word of a lie. No Not word. no truth of a lie. No word of a lie. He comes to the back and he's like, yo, how was that, man? How was that? And I'm like, bro. I remember being with you I and there. I was thinking, what is he going to say? Uh-huh. I was like, bro. This is, this is well dude, played. that story about the food that you were eating at that restaurant? He's like, right, right. I'm like, man, bro, I was starving listening to that. And he's like, yeah, Which right. Which was an honest I'm like, dude, compliment. I'm like, I bet everyone in the whole room is like, God, I'm so hungry. I'm not even complimenting this guy, but, but I am. Positive it was the feedback. only point in his whole talk that I could even remotely relate with. So I just capitalized off it. I found. Yeah, that was good. And I remember being like, yeah, man. He like high-fived high me. you. <laughs> <laughs> but but again, you were able to legitimately give him uh, honest feedback, but that was good feedback. Well, I wanted him. I'm not him trying to take away his 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 need to be valued. 
his need to be important, his need to be appreciated. But you discerned it wasn't the time for you to give him critical feedback. Like that, what he wasn't asking for it, and it definitely wasn't the timing. When is the time to criticize? I'm going to jump out on a limb and say never. Mm. Now listen to me on this. I know this is kind of bold. I don't think we should ever criticize people. There are times with a friend, I may have to have a confrontation. I may have to have an honest conversation. I don't think there's ever room to be critical. In fact, instead of being critical, attempt to understand people. God himself um, doesn't choose to judge man till the end of time. Why should we be any different? Wow. Think about that. God's like, I'm going to judge you in the end. <laughs> like even God is like, yo, Jerry's still out, man. Jerry's still out. Like, There's still why hope would for you, my we friend. There's still hope. Be critical of people. Like it just doesn't make any sense. First of all, everyone, everyone wants to feel important. Everyone feels misunderstood. It is a rare individual. This is a fact. It is a rare individual that thinks about others more than they think about themselves. That's the truth. So if you can put yourself in the arena where you are actually like thinking about others, trying to understand others, like there's no competition for you. You're winning in life because there's very few people doing it. And all of a sudden, you're going to be welcomed in every room. You're going to be people like, yeah, we should invite so-and-so. Let's invite Vic the sound chick, man. Like she's, and I'm not, I'm not talking about flattery. Flattery, everyone can sniff out. Flattery is fake. Flattery is not genuine. But genuinely try and understand people. And I guess part of me is like, how do we go about that? What are areas that we can try and understand people? Um, How can we get a better understanding of people so that we can help bring value to their lives? I think this too. uh, And I want to talk about that. I have a couple things. I I think one is ask questions. I think number two is put yourself in their shoes. I think stop being selfish and value them. So I think there's a lot of... I think there's a lot of things that we can talk about for the remainder of this podcast. I do want to say this. I think there's kind of like understanding people, it breeds three things. First of all, it breeds sympathy when you when you look to understand someone, like where they're coming from. It breeds sympathy, it breeds tolerance, and it breeds kindness. Here's what I'm going to say. Wow. People are like, I need to be more sympathetic. In fact, I think it's impossible to have sympathy with someone until you understand their situation. So you have to somehow... Put yourself in their shoes. Ask questions. You need to understand where they're coming from. Once I understand what you've gone through, it's so much easier for me to have sympathy on you because mm-hmm. I can relate. Empathy is relating. Like, hey, I've been there before. I feel like I, I can really empathize with you. Sympathy is like, man, I'm so sorry. Um, before and- you move on, it, but this, I think about in a moment when someone is maybe expressing their frustration or they're having a problem and they're kind of downloading their problem on you. The first tendency for me is to help them. So I approach it like, okay, well, let me give them some things maybe that'll help fix their problem. And so what I think I found myself do in those moments, I could start leaning into trying to fix them, but then it becomes where I'm kind of like not understanding any longer. And it it actually hurts the relationship because when they're, when they're dumping their problem on you, which they trust you because they're dumping it. Like, where's the line there? How do you toe that line? I actually don't think that's wrong, but I would say first, it's just the orders out of, out of whack. First, get understanding, convince them that you're trying to understand that you care before you offer any advice. You're thinking about them. Yeah. And once they've, once they realize like, Hey, you actually care. You're actually like, you want to know you actually, you're kind of understanding where I'm coming from. You're sympathetic to my plight. You're, you know what I'm saying? Then at that point, they'll be much more open 
I mean, you talk about winning people over. They'll be much more open to any kind of advice, suggestions you might give because they're like, hey, you care. No one wants to. No one, if, you, if I can tell you, hey, you're wrong and you're an idiot, it might be true. I might actually be right and criticize you. And I might be right in my criticizing. Like it might be an accurate assessment of who you are. But even if you agree, you don't want to hear from me now. Like, True. you're like, okay, right. But you're like, I don't even want to talk to this person anymore. Like, and now I have no input in your life because I didn't sympathize. I also think getting understanding for people, um, caring is, it breeds tolerance. For instance, if there's this man at a grocery store, I'll just use a, a philosophical, you know, hypothetical situation. And he's just yelling at people. He's angry. He's an older man. He's grumpy. It's like, get away from me. Get your kids out of here. That little brat. Like, it's just, you know, and it, I mean, it, maybe he's being mean, but. My gut instinct or your gut instinct. Because actions are not okay. Would be like, just yeah. say, hey, man, not okay. Right. Like, that is not, you cannot talk to people that way. But what if, let's just play it out. What if that man, six months ago, lost his wife and his children in a car accident, tragically. And he is literally completely broken. Mm. Hates life, hates himself, tried to kill himself twice, failed at that. And now he's at the grocery line and some kid is messing with him. This kid reminds him of his kid. And he cannot handle it. And so he lashes out. Now, on the surface, I'm like, dude, you're a jerk. If I had understanding of that, I might actually be more tolerant. Like, hey, it's okay, man. That's actually not okay. But I I understand, bro. Like, I don't even know what I would do. You know, bravo to you for coming out in public and just going shopping. Like, for trying to life it up. Like, hey, man, no, no hard feelings. You know what I'm saying? All of a sudden, it breeds tolerance. And then it even breeds kindness. If I can understand what someone's gone through, I can actually, it makes me want to be like, hey man, let me help you. Gosh. I and choosing to understand before you even really know what they've gone through. That's where it starts. How quick do we pass Because the judgment? guy, the guy who lashed out on the kid, you could just assess, oh, he's just being a jerk. Or you could say, like you were saying, maybe he lost his family. It's like learning to do that in every scenario. This plays out for me on the highways of Seattle. Oh like God. Like someone cuts me off. Can we talk about I'm that? Literally- <laughs> no, you literally need an intervention. Oh, I yeah, think, first of all, they might be demons. I want them dead. I can't believe that they are so obtuse. And I mean, what? You have no idea you what went, they're going Yeah, through. just yeah. on Sunday, um, you went from just this nice, kind, loving husband to a person I've never seen before. And I need you to understand. And me. I was, <laughs> baby, I, you know what? Too, I'm going to pat myself on my, I actually was under trying to understand. You did pretty good. <laughs> no, I gave you understanding. Let's play that out. I lost myself. But we I were, didn't lose myself with you. We were going to a football game. I had responsibilities I had to finish before we went to this football game. I knew we were going to be late. I knew we were going to be an hour to late, late to the football game. Yep. First Seahawks game of the season. I knew I'd be an hour late. I had already reserved and resigned myself to that. I had responsibilities I couldn't get out of. I love my responsibilities. I wanted to finish those. I did that. But being late, there's something psychologically with me. I can't. It's a condition. I didn't realize it. And so I started losing my mind. I I was losing my mind. People driving, every little thing. I made a wrong turn. I literally, I, 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 I'm a big, big, it's not chicory relate. I literally started like, you were manifesting. What? I'm like, let's not even go. Let's not even go. You're like, we're going. We have free tickets to the Seahawks. I'm like, I don't even want to go. I almost was like, I'd rather not go than be late. No, you said that like four yeah. times. Like you literally and was finally, like. Finally, I turned to you and was like. I am realizing here, after I apologize, like, okay, I'm going to calm down. I have a real issue with, with tardiness. Like, it's psychological in me. I didn't realize. Like, it just. I was like, babe, no one is expecting us to be on that. time. Like, this is, this is our that. choice. But I just, I can't be late. Yeah. I just don't understand that. But I gave you understanding. And you were gracious. You didn't correct me or criticize I was, me. I was trying not to be your mom. Yes. Thank you for not being my mom. Because I have one. And I love her. And I, I love my wife, which is what you are. 
I, I am. I'm that. You're my wife. Do you want to pull up your shirt? No, I've never asked my mom to do that. <laughs> Always. Just drop it. Never. <laughs> oh, God. I like to be your this wife. This took a really weird turn. Understand I me. I like to be your wife. Um, how can we attempt, if nobody understands us, mm. how can we attempt to understand people? Because that's a rarefied air. And the person who can understand others, or at least attempt, I'm telling you, you're going to be welcome in a lot of circles. People are going to want you around. You're going to be a good friend. You're going to have a lot of influence. You're going to, I think it breeds success, regardless of your qualifications, Absolutely. your intelligence. If you can be good at this people game, and I'm not talking about networking and this right. fake thing, but I'm like truly valuing people, making them feel Generally, valued because yes. you've found something to value. I might not like anything about you, um, but I can value something genuinely. Like you, you might think you're beautiful, baby. I'm, I'm just hypothetical again. You are beautiful. Some might think they're beautiful. I might think like they are not beautiful, but I could be like, but you know what? They do have good skin. So when I see them, hey, you know, <laughs> I probably shouldn't do this to other women. But I'm like, <laughs> well, it's such a weird compliment for me. Well, enjoy your skin. I'm saying like if you have to dig you for have something, the, I, I actually like, have what if I'm like, given hey, someone that compliment like, the other day. Like your skin is amazing. I have what a friend turning you know, fifty you today. Use. Okay. You. I yeah. have a friend today turning 50. We're going to play golf. Troy. His skin is friend. phenomenal. Dude, he has the skin of a 20-year-old. Like and a baby's butt. I've never I mean, said it's it just to him, beautiful. but someone should, yeah, a baby's butt. <laughs> but I, you should Soft be like. and beautiful. You'd be like, dude, <laughs> like you have really good skin. Like find something that's Absolutely. good. As, instead of finding something bad. So I think the, one of the ways to understand people is, first of all, look for the good. There has to be good somewhere. Look for it. It could be as superficial as like, Dude, you got great choice in shoes. <laughs> but for True. some people, yeah. that might be the one thing they're like, dude, that really matters. I've had people compliment me on my clothes, which is so superficial. And it has stuck with me for like a week or two. I actually have jackets that I'll wear more often than not because one or two people were like, that jacket looks great on you. Totally. Jim, when I'll you tell do me that. you don't like a shirt on me, I pretty much retire that shirt forever. It's it's like, it's like, you know, it's like subconsciously like, uh, we remember these things. Oh, it's so good. We remember it's these so things. Real. Again, we're not talking flattery. Like, find something good. I think, how do we go about understanding people so that we can bring value to lives? Number one, ask questions. Right? Absolutely. Um, learn about people. Become genuinely interested in other people. We, we have a game that in our community. And my good friend, Judah Smith, um, who happens to be also my boss, um, but we're, we're peers in a lot of ways because in life we're in the same way. But I've learned a lot from him. And one of the things he does better than anyone I've ever met is he gets you talking about you. He yeah, just he's does. so good at it. He's so good at it. For him, it's like a game, but it's an authentic, it's turned into a game, but it's authentic. He genuinely is like, I want to know about you. I want to know about you. And you could, if you're not careful with Judah, you could sit with him for we've 40 actually minutes. Beat it. We've, we've I've beat him, him at the game yep, before. It's yeah. hard. It's actually very hard. I think I'm nah, going to we got him. him. We um, got him. Where he'll just get you, talk, he'll ask so many questions and he genuinely finds interest in whatever it is. And I, you know, I, I'll do this to people like, I don't care about gardening. I was once having a conversation with this lady <laughs> on our staff about gardening. And I remember thinking like, I could care less about gardening. There's, but I actually found interest in the fact that she cared she so much about it. it. And so that's what intrigued. I'm like, so tell me why the soil matters. You know, and she was like, well, let me tell you. And, you know, I'm, I was genuinely intrigued and that she was so fascinated with it. Like, how can a human care so much point. about something? Like, you're yeah. like, you're actually genuinely like curious because she's so in love with this and idea. And she walked away yeah. thinking like, Billy wants to be a gardener. Billy does not. <laughs> but I did find a way to like be intrigued about this conversation. It makes people feel good. Ask questions. Um, get them talking about themselves. 
the worst thing I could ever do if I want to value someone is sit down to lunch or dinner and just start telling you my story. Now, Isn't I have friends' relationships. Like, you know, Vic will come over and we'll just, like, I need to vent. You know, Jen, you and I, a husband and wife, like, babe, can I just, like, unload my day? That's what we're there for. But it has to be both and. Right. Like, if all I ever did was unload to you and you never got to do that with me, you'd be like, wow, man, it's just all about you, isn't it? Remember, people need to be understood. Everyone feels misunderstood. Um, everyone feels like you don't understand well, who I am or what I'm doing. So give them the opportunity to talk about themselves. So good. It sounds superficial. It's a secret to success mm-hmm. when it comes to dealing with people. And it seems so easy, but it's not. Um, I think another way to understand people is put yourself in their shoes. This is huge. Huge. Try and see it from their perspective. Like that, that, that hypothetical situation with the man who lost his family. I think this is huge in raising kids, right? Like I once had my son, Caleb, when he was uh, 16, I think, you know, um, got super disrespectful to me. And I went off on him, you know, and kind of like threatened him like, oh, 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 you're gonna say that to me? Yeah, roll the dice, son. You know, like I went all gangster on him and then realized, had to go back and apologize. And I understood when I got understanding, had a really bad day, had a really bad day, was dealing with some real insecurities um, and was also feeling intimidated by me. And, you know, and so it's like, had I just given myself a chance to like put myself in his shoes, like, hold up, like he doesn't mean what he's saying. Mm. But I just reacted instead of like responding and like, hey, so I think we it's have so to easy put to do. ourselves in other people's shoes. Why? You have a person you work with. They're a jerk. Have you ever stopped to think, why are they a jerk? I don't think people are just jerks to be jerks. Something's going on. Maybe something you did. <laughs> Maybe it's something that's happened to them. I'm just I'm reminded of a comic where like the little kid asks his dad, what's rain? Where does rain come from? And the dad goes, it's God. It's the tears. They're falling from heaven. He's like, why is God crying? And the dad goes, Probably because of something you did. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes, right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, but maybe it's people terrible. are angry because of something you did. So yeah. put yourself in their shoes. Gain understanding. It'll first breed sympathy for you. You might be able to tolerate it a little bit more. It's going to actually help you, and it will most certainly I mean, help and them. just to think, the Bible says in all you're getting, get understanding and wisdom. It's the Period. And all the things that you could search for in life... Get that. ...is get understanding, get wisdom. Yeah, And man. that's a game changer. It actually has the ability to turn enemies into friends. Yeah. I've seen this happen. Like, genuinely trying to find the good, put yourself in other people's shoes. I've... um Anyone who's gone through a tragic situation, we've gone through our fair share of tragedy. The Huffman's speaking about all of us sitting in this room. You, Jen, Vic the sound chick. Like, we've... And... But I have stopped saying... I stopped this years ago when someone's like... Okay, my, I lost my father, right, to cancer. If someone loses their father to cancer, I don't say, I know what you're going through. I don't say that anymore. I remember when we, the tragedy you're going through, people come like, hey, I know what you're going through. And I want to be like, no, you don't. You actually don't, man. You don't Just know because my we share a similar experience doesn't mean we feel the same thing. Right. Like, you don't know my story. And even if they could or can't, it's like, you don't want to hear that right then. Right, man. And so put yourself in their shoes. I What I say now, because it comes off like instantly someone shuts you out. Like, you're going to have no input or be able to offer them any value or help if you're like, I know what you're going through. They literally are like, no, you don't. You actually don't know what I'm going through. And how could you, in fact? So what I'll say is like, I can't even imagine the pain you're feeling right now. I'm so sorry. Like, what can I do? Now, the truth of it is, I may know a little bit about what you're going through. I may have a little bit. And you may know how to help But you're going to be so much more open to me speaking to that. And you'll ask me if I'm like, I can't, I can't even imagine what you're going through. And the truth is, I'm not lying. It's true. Right. I didn't, I didn't know your dad. I didn't have the relationship you had with your dad. I have no idea the pain and the darkness that you're experiencing. 
yo, I'm here. What can I do to help you? I'm so sorry. That's so good. And people instantly like, oh, like, thank you for like even trying to understand. Like, it values people. Um, don't assume you know them. Put yourself in their shoes. I think that's one of the ways to understand. And I think at the end of the day, just stop being selfish. Everyone's thinking about themselves. We've talked about this before. Everyone at the gym thinks everyone's looking at them. Fact is, no one's looking at anyone. We're all looking at ourselves <laughs> in the mirror. <laughs> How so selfish real. is that experience? <laughs> everyone is thinking about themselves. None of us want to admit that. Mm-hmm. It is the rare individual that thinks about other people before they think about themselves. If you could and if put you're that yourself person, in everybody that arena, loves you. You are winning in yes. life. Yes. Like you are welcomed everywhere and you're like am i being fake no you're just doing what no one's doing stop being selfish put other people first think about other people where would you like to go what do you want to do what do you think about that instantly it adds value to people and they're like i it just i mean it's it's so simple i'm almost embarrassed now that we keep saying it but i'm reminding myself because i always kind of Go back, drift back to me, me, me. What about me? What about me? No one understands about me, right? Like we're all worried about our own selves. That's human nature. But the people that can like think about others, talk about others, value others, um, and don't criticize people. Mm. I don't know if there's ever a time to criticize. I think there are times to like bring correction. You know, if you have a mentoring relationship, I think there's times to have honest conversations. If I ever had to start off like a, like a confrontational thing. I'm like, hey, this is just the way I'm feeling it. Correct me if I'm wrong. And maybe I'm seeing this wrong. What do you think? But like, it kind of came off this way. And I know that probably isn't in your heart because I know you and I love you. And you know, like you can so do that yeah, in an really honest good. conversation. Now, sometimes people just aren't going to hear it. And here's what I also know about this. You can't change people. So you can try your best to like understand people, reach out to people. But at some point you can't actually change them. So you might have to stop trying to win them over at some point or be their friend because you can't make their decisions right. for them. And I think you have to know when those times are. Don't waste all your virtue trying to make someone like you. And that's not what this is about. But this is about us adding value to, to people. others. I mean, if we could put like a, a motto over the human race, it would be like, nobody understands me. Like that's kind of being shouted across the universe. Nobody understands me. Uh-huh. And... We all feel that way at times in our life. How crazy if we could be that rare individual to who's at least understand. attempting to understand. Yeah. I think it just puts us ahead. Really good. I think it helps us help people. And, uh, hopefully that's helpful to people. It's so helpful. So helpful. I mean, just to learn to understand, not only just in interaction with people who are our age, but even our kids. Yeah. Like I, I just, I constantly, maybe I think about that because we raise, we're raising kids, but it's like, even when they're younger, learning to understand why they're throwing the fit, deal with it, but, but first approach it that way. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the story with Caleb, it's like, it's instead of reacting to yeah. their immaturity, right? Yep. Their emotional immaturity, learn to understand. And so Go to the source, so don't deal good. with the symptom. Yes. Well said. Well, Babe, this is so good. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Coffee Talk. Hey, if you liked it, rate it five stars. Anything less than five, let's not do that. Cheers to everyone. Love you. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we would love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at Billy's Mafia. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers. Cheers.